0: Hey, thanks for checking out Laid Off, the Blair Thomas podcast available everywhere. BlairThomasMedia.com has every link that you could need. I uh, took a little bit of a break recently because life has just been so busy with all good things. I promise we actually made some progress with the wedding and a lot of other stuff. So back with another great episode. This one's with Brooke Diaz. One of my all-time favorite human beings. She works with Big Machine Records and some major superstars in the country music industry. So we're going to get into Rascal Flatts and what was supposed to be their final farewell tour. Her other artists like Midland and Carly Pierce and a whole lot more too. This is a really fun one. Brooke Diaz, let's go. Okay, this person is, I will say... Top five radio voices of all human beings, even though you're not on the radio. So I just not want to anymore. throw that at you. Not
1: anymore. I,
0: I know, I know. What I'm saying. <laughs> it's a shame. You're you're the world is missing out on the pipes, and I'm actually a little disappointed because of that. Um, hello, Kitty lover. Yes. Also known as DJ Switch, apparently.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> this is Brooke Diaz. What's up?
1: Oh, <laughs> well, hello. I don't even. I feel oh, that's what I was gonna say. How did you know DJ Switch? But yes, all that is true. That is that's the weirdest intro, but I will take it all day.
0: <laughs> I decided to creep on you a little bit and yes, I wanted to throw did. that at you. Next. Um so you, my friend, you work with Big Machine Records, which means you are with the super duper stars. That includes Midland, Tim McGraw, Carly Pierce, Rascal Flats, mm-hmm. Noah Schnacky, Stars, man, Jennifer Nettles, Sugarland, TC three, like just keep them you're-
1: coming. I'm just, I sound so good. <laughs> can,
0: you, can you do a brief intro of you, who you are, how you got to be there? I hate doing the intros for people, so That's okay. do your thing.
1: Yeah, man, I'll try to fast track it because it's uh, it's crazy. Um, so I obviously work Northeast Promotion now for Big Machine. I've worked basically the entire country, but I started, I guess my whole career started in college. I went to Brown University in Rhode Island, and um, when I got there, uh, first one of my friends wanted to check out the local radio station. They don't want to go by themselves. Like, yeah, I'll roll with you. And they were like, Oh, you should try this out. So I became, you end up basically having a full-time job at the radio station, which is what's run by university students, but it was a professional radio station. So professional sales staff. So what we know is radio today, it was just run by students at the time and it was sort yeah. of a workshop. The messed up part was you didn't get any credit in college, which made me really mad. Um, so I ended up falling in love with radio Graduated my degree, got a job in radio right after I graduated, went from East Texas, went from there to Denver a year later to do morning radio in country. Um, I moved to Denver when I was 23 and then did that for five years and was a music director at the time. So got to know a lot of labels. And then when they were opening a label at Big Machine, Chris Lamb, who's now my boss, was like, I want you to work with me. And uh, that didn't work out at the time, which is hilarious. um, Because when he left to start the label, which is still under the big machine umbrella, his boss at the time was like, why don't you just take Chris Lamb's job? And I was like, I'm in on that all day.
0: What?
1: Uh, So I ended up taking Lamb's, it literally was, I had an interview with Chris Lamb like April. And then I found out somebody else took the gig who is now my current coworker, Bill Lubitz on the West coast. Um, so it all worked out. And then like literally in May, they were like, do you want to have Chris Lamb's job? And I was like, I started in July of that same year. It was the craziest. And I was on the road. Like I got hired 4th of July and I was on the road for two weeks starting July 5th. It was nuts. It was. Wait, so
0: that's gotta be weird now, right? It's gotta be like a tiny, like 10% weird.
1: It's not, I don't know if it's weird. I mean, I was, so I went to Chris Lamb's wedding last year and I was telling him how the dynamic has been so weird because he was, he worked me as a regional when I first met him. And yeah. so we, so we were friends and then we became, then he tried to hire me. And then, so that, but then we like, didn't really talk cause he, we were both at Big Machine, but he was in another label and then I had his job. And then, but then now he's my boss. And it's it, so, it's we've gone through so many transitions at this point that I'm just like, I, I tell him, like I call him boss at the same time. Like I tell him to like, screw off. Like, <laughs> off, which is weird. Like not many people can tell that to their boss, but I feel like. Actually, no one should tell that to their boss, but I would do it anyways. So, Well,
0: you have a way about you that probably very few humans do. So I feel like there's a certain (laughs) certain charm that you can work to kind of work that out, whereas most people probably wouldn't be able to do it anyway. I mean, I feel Uh,
1: like that happens a lot when I'm like, I will tell people, like, I'm going to kill you. But no one ever takes me seriously because, once again, I'm probably wearing, like, a Hello Kitty backpack at the time. So how serious do you take that person? (laughs) You know what I mean? They're like, really? And I'm like, I don't mean it unless you really just, like, don't be that person. Like, no one's ever seen me hit that level and you don't want to see that level. She's not pretty. Let's just say that.
0: So, in a way, I, I feel you on that because I feel like people don't take me seriously because I smile too much. Mm-hmm. If I'm really upset, I'm smiling. If I'm really happy, I'm smiling. If I just had the worst day of my life, I smile to get through it. So, no, like anytime I I have any reaction to anything that's somewhat genuine, it's like, eh, he's just, he's doing that thing. He's just, I don't know, it's do, Yeah,
1: it's really hard, man. It's just funny because you're like, man, I'm being, you know, but I think people know me now well enough to know, like, if I hit a level of, like, no, I'm serious, And then they're like, oh, you know, and then it gets to be like, the tone changes and I'm like, man, and you know, working with you, it's just like, "People." I'm like, I will do anything for anybody at all times. Like anytime you ask, so it's, and I don't like to be the person that asks, but if I'm asking you for something, know that it's, I'm probably not desperate, but it's like, it's time for, I'm going to need you to help me out now. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. so don't As make a- me mad, you know? I-
0: As a black dude who grew up in a white area, I know the code switch very well. And you have to learn how to navigate those things. And for someone like you, like extroverted, out on the road, events, shows, meet and greets, whatever, you're around people so often and concerts and everything else. So with COVID, being stuck inside and not having the touring season and not being able to be on the road, traveling like you used to, like, have you survived quarantine are you are you kind of on e right now like how has it been for you
1: it's been it's been interesting so i mean i will tell you most people are like damn like how was your marriage because you know i've been married <laughs> almost 5 years this november and you know most of that it's like you get to you know just like artists you're here 2 days you're here 3 days and you jam pack those to like hang out what's been really cool is to really scale way back and been able to hang out with my husband and like actually And really hang out because once again, you ain't leaving the house. You know what I mean? So it's, it's been a little, it was a little interesting at first, but we figured it out. I will say I'm running on empty at this point in a whole different way because you run on empty basically the entire time you're traveling, but you have no option. You know what I mean? Like you just have, you have to go on the next flight. You have to be at the next show. Now I feel like I'm running on empty just because I'm so mentally drained on trying to figure out how to get my artist exposed, how to get my like new music out there, how to be people's top of mind when they have a hundred other more important things. And usually mm-hmm. that's also why we were on the road all the time. Cause you know, you wanted to make that impression. You wanted to be there. You're like this, you know, so that's just naturally you're going to be top of mind after you see an artist or after you have a couple of drinks or hard to forget the girl with the green hair and a Hello Kitty backpack. You know what I mean? Like that's easy, but now it's like, what's going to put me on top of everything else So mentally, I'm just, I'm exhausted. I mean, I honestly, we're pushing for a McGraw number one next week. And I told my boss, I was like, October 13th, I'm mentally checking out until January 3 because I got like almost nothing left in my tank to be creative. It's just, it's just, I think that's where it's just more mentally draining than everything else. On top of all the personal crap of dealing with coronavirus.
0: Yeah, well, on a on a business and sales side, mm-hmm. it's such a savvy thing, I think, that you do. And I've seen uh, uh, some other extremely savvy people do. Things like the hair and having a thing. And to go, and I, and I love it. I, I think there's a specific advanced thought that goes into things like, how you dress how you present yourself and how you can be top of mind yeah. in any field right yeah, and like for, sure. for you know people who are let's say women in country radio it's it's extremely savvy and i i've always respected that from you and it's very uh commendable i'll say you. what you're doing is is very smart for real Thank you.
1: i think what people miss you know and obviously i've had colored hair forever and it just, it's the things that you have to i think growing up it was things that i thought people thought were weird. And, you know, when you're, when you're just trying to figure your own crap out, you're like a little worried about what people think about you. Then you get to your own, like to hell with it. Like I am like, Mm -hmm. figure it out. Um, But I will tell you the hair and hello kitty was the best accidental branding I could have ever done in my entire life. Like anytime anybody sees anything, hello kitty at this point, I am their first text message or Instagram message or email just to be like, saw this, thought of you, or I'll get random packages in the mail. They're like, found something for you, I'm gonna send it. And I'm like, okay, you know, like, cause then that's just an opening to be like, hey, by the way, have you played my song today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so, you're so cute. You know, I haven't heard from you in two weeks as you're avoiding me. But since you reached out.
0: Right. But next girl, though, you. next girl, let yeah. me, let me, let me stand alive for a minute. Yeah. I got you. So
1: you need more females. You got one right here. You can play <laughs> it my own. It'll be great. So yeah. I will say, you know, it's just a matter of, And I will say, when I first got into country music on the label side, those were two things that like my bosses were not the biggest fans of, to be honest. Really? Yeah. It was one of those where they were like, uh, just because I was younger. I mean, I started this when I was 27. And, you know, a lot of the PDs in this business are a lot, they're old, you know, 45 plus 50 year old men. They're like. Not that you aren't, like they, they're going to love you, but they may not take you as seriously as we want them to. If you're walking mm-hmm. in with the Hello Kitty backpack mm-hmm. and blue hair, you know, when you're doing country music and like, can we scale it back? And I was like, and I totally understood what they were saying. And because once again, it's a first impression thing. People may not take you as seriously as you need to be taken or not listen to you as much as they should be. So uh, for those first six months when I got hired, I put it it was black hair and it was like i still wore my hella kitty backpack is whatever but i put it all back but the second my like probation six months was up i put all that crap back in okay like people know me now they don't like it they don't like it you know and i tell that story to all these pds that they were initially worried about and it's funny to hear them laugh about it now because they're like i would have never cared i'm like but do you not care because you know me now or do mm-hmm. would you not have cared if i walked in on the first meeting with green hair, you know? So
0: you only get one chance at a first impression you and it's it's so so important. And here we are on October 2nd mm-hmm. and today it was technically supposed to be Rascal Flatts' San Diego stop on their farewell tour, which of course has been canceled. Yes, this is supposed to be their final tour ever. Makes um sense. what the heck, man? Like <laughs> when the when the announcement came out, I was like there's no way. They're they're going to come back. They're going to they're going to find a way in like 2022 to do something. Is this really it? Like, are we really doing this like, oh, we'll see what happens thing? Like, what, what's the deal with Rascal Flatts?
1: Here's what I know is that their plan was this to be their final tour. This is the, the song that we're working right now is their last single as Rascal Flatts to radio, for the foreseeable future. You know what I mean? Like, in 10 years, she used to say they don't pull, like, a freaking J-Lo into a residency. You know what I mean? Or something like that. But I know that they've all been wanting to do their own projects first. I mean, Jay now has his own reality show and he's a huge producer. Um, Jodon's been writing a lot. I think Gary's about to, you know, release some like gospel. You know what I mean? Like they've all got their own avenues. So I think with it being twenty years, with it being twenty twenty, like I think that it was just like a nice little wrapped bow that they were like, we're good. You know what I mean? And uh so as of now, I mean I don't see any plans for them actually doing a tour after that, you know, I mean, especially cause we don't know when touring's going to happen anyways, but I think this will be their final year for the foreseeable future. I will not say never because that catalog is way too large to not have a Vegas residency. And trust me, I will be front row, like a fangirl, like nobody's business. So I was
0: going to say, uh, I think, uh, the strip in Vegas has, a nice little spot, the lights are gonna be a little bright, and I think it'll be, that's been my prediction. I don't think this is it, it better not be it, because like you, I'm gonna cry. It's so Um, bad
1: because they're so great. Like, they still sound amazing. I think it's just, you know, can you imagine being on the road, like, so many artists, this is the most time they spent at home for years. Like, I read something from Dan and Shay, where he was like, this is the first summer in 10 years I've been home, and I'm like, that's crazy.
0: (laughs) It's insane. Speaking of, you know, your artists in Midland, Mm-hmm. is notoriously just, like, their own lane, their own speed. They've always been that way. Anyone who's seen Mark and Jess and, and Cam, like, they they always just build their own world, if you will. Yeah. These guys are also stuck at home. So how's Midland holding up? Especially Mark. I know Mark's, you know, he, he's got a newborn now, so mm-hmm. things are a little different on the family side, but are they good?
1: I think <laughs> they're living, to be honest, I think they're living their best life right now. Um, I think when... I think we, they skyrocketed so fast. I mean, with drinking problem, I mean, we had them on the road, I will say, 340 days the first year. Like, they were just never home. And Jess has had two babies at the time. He just had a third one. Cam just had a second baby. And Mark just had his first one and just got married. So yeah. I think they were dealing with all of a sudden becoming rock stars and then having families and just being on the road nonstop. And I think that also stifles creativity sometimes because there's just, mm-hmm. they're just not experiencing anything. So I think for them specifically, I think it's been a good break just to be humans, I guess, in a sense, again, and on a very personal note, I'm, I'm so happy that like Mark gets to have his first kid and like actually get to hang out with this kid, you know, and not on a bus with two other babies that aren't his and his brother. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think those are he, years
0: you can't get back, you know, those are
1: years you definitely can't get back. So I think he's, I think they're doing great, but at the same time, they're all itching. Like all of them, all of my artists are like, what do you want us to do? is of me. You want us to do a video? You me, I'll text somebody. Who do you want to do? Like Carly all the time. She's like, who am I texting? Who am I calling? What do you want me to do? I'm home. You just let me know. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I will let you know. Trust me. No one will make you work harder than me, but just give me a minute. You know? So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny. Like I, I always remind people whenever they deal with uh, certain individuals at work, you can only experience someone when you're in the room with them. Right. So like, I don't know how you are when you're not around me, because I'm always with you when, you know, you have that interaction with Midland. We've seen them always a certain way. And, yeah. you know, they've got this relaxed attitude. They're also perfectionists in a way in which you've told me about and yeah. kind of going to their set lists and everything else. Is there a, a, a surprising fact about Midland and Mark and Jess and Cam that people wouldn't know?
1: Uh I would say Mm, they're 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 so like weirdly authentic like what i mean literally like there's not even anything they hide the only thing that i think surprised me that's what i'll go with the only thing that surprised me was like we talked about they're super perfectionist and i'm talking down to their wardrobe i will never forget being in the car with them and they were going to the grammys because they were nominated for drinking problems super hype about it And Mark was on the phone because they each had designed their own custom suit at the time. And of course their suits aren't like a regular suit. It's got to have all this crazy crap on it. And I'll never forget Mark was on the phone and whoever, whatever stylist he was talking to, what he had designed, it was like white, a white suit, but like the, buttons were going to be a different color so it was going to clash and that was going to be a problem and so they had to get the right buttons but it's three days till the grammys and then once they figure that out he gets off the phone and is then showing jess and cam like boot and hat options because like and i'm sitting here being like this this, I, I don't even take this long. Like, this is a lot. And I got to plan around my hair. You know what I mean? Like, if I can't wear greens. I look like Gumby. You know what I mean? Like, it's a whole other problem. And it was the craziest. It was a 45 minute conversation. If he wore these boots, he had to wear this hat. But if he wore this hat, he couldn't wear these boots, but then that wouldn't match a suit. And that's the only thing. It goes back to them being perfectionist, but also like, they take pride a lot in how they look and what they want to look like. And I mean, but that goes to whether they're on the Grammys or if, you know, Jess is working on his farm with his goats, you know, like it's crazy to me.
0: That level of perfection um, and down to the detail, I think is what separates those who are okay. I remember that guy. He had that song once versus the ones that we, we know for years and decades. And, you know, I, I think that that level of precision, especially from them, I think is what has kept them around and will keep them around further. Um, Tim McGraw, also a new addition to your label. Yes. um, that, that's a thing. <laughs> um, I've been around him. I've been around him one time. Uh, it was at the Wells Fargo Center in Philly. Okay. And I, I had a chance to meet Tim and Faith. And of course, like there, there's everyone you meet who is a celebrity or a super celebrity. There's always a bit of like, holy crap, I'm about to meet this person. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm there by myself and uh, I went through the whole process. And, and I, I finally I'm face to face with Tim and Faith. And they didn't look real. They didn't seem real. I don't know what it is about them. And I say that in in the the highest light possible, but they physically Mm -hmm. like look like flawless. Tim somehow looks his age and 20 years younger than his age. Faith, her hair is like immaculate and they're both just like beaming. They've got this energy. What is it like actually working with Tim McGraw? Like, is there a point where you're like, holy crap, like, I don't know, like, what is it about him that is maybe different than some of the other artists that you've worked with? Uh,
1: I don't know if there's anything different, because what you experience, what you experience specifically with Tim, like, I totally get the vibe that you're talking about. I think for his team, or, like, even just, like, or for me specifically, like, I never got that vibe because he was always and is always so chill. And for the most part, like, when you see him backstage, he's running around in, like, basketball shorts, a shirt, and ball cap like just looks like he could be one of your boys just hanging out and he's always like what's up Brooke? how's it going like what's up you know like just so chill that you That's don't crazy. even recognize it but you know I, i've had those moments with other artists so i can see why because he is he looks amazing faith always looks amazing it's really annoying when she walks in so i'm like really like i i could try for 10 years and still not even look close to what faith that looks like
0: I don't get it. It's like they're both like floating six inches off the ground at all times. It is. I don't understand it.
1: It is. It's like a whole like when we announced McGraw coming back to Big Machine at CRS. Like I, you could just tell like we were all brought backstage because we didn't even know about it officially until they brought McGraw on to them bring on stage. And I'll never forget like when he walked backstage, you could just feel like everyone go huh? like, and you hadn't even seen him yet, but you knew he I was know. in the building. You're like. Hmm. Where is he? And then he walked in and he's wearing like just jeans, you're like, You look good. And he's like, What's up, girl? And I'm like, Oh my, God, I love you. Like, well, like, I missed you so much.
0: <laughs> so who else have you been around? I mean, you, you've you you've done this for years now, and well, gosh, that makes us sound so old. I was and anytime, say, like, why are you trying anytime, to old? Cool? Like, my bad. My, husband. my bad. Stop. I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to highlight your experience without the age. But get, it's hard. Like, we're at that point now where we're like, anytime I start measuring things by decades, I'm like, dang it. Dang it! Yeah. But anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> w- when was the last time you were starstruck by someone where you were like, "Whoa!" on a different level? Ooh. Because you've been in some rooms. I know you've been in some rooms.
1: Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna give you one that's a country artist and one that's not because they both hit me like on like different levels. Okay. So. Okay. My first one was George Strait, mainly mm. because I love his catalog. Like, check Yes or No is still one of my all-time favorite records. Um, but I just never got him in concert just because I'm someone who likes the show. I like the showmanship that is all this. And he just does what he does. best. he goes out there, he sings, he doesn't need the bells because he does not He doesn't need the bells and whistles. That's just not necessarily my thing when I'm going to a concert. However, when I was on the radio side, he came to town with Reba. I went to go see him and I just, everyone like just worship the ground. He walked on. I'd never met him. Then I walked into that meeting room and I don't know what it was about connecting eyes with him, but I was like, <laughs>
0: damn.
1: Straight, <laughs> and he's all of like five feet tall, but it was, and he's like sixty-five at this point. I'm like, but I don't know what it was. I was like, "Hello, Mr. Straight." <laughs> I love you so much. Like it was so. I walked out of that room, and I was like, "I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Okay." So that one was bad, but I at least kept my composure. The only other one I will say was we were on the road with Taylor Swift when we used to work with her, and uh, it was um uh I can't remember what tour it was but I was still working on the west coast we were in LA she had five uh-huh. nights at the Staples Center which was a long, a lot of nights and I don't know how many people know this but there is a secret bar on the floor of Staples Center that basically I'm um, obviously because it's LA and they have so many celebrities it's a secret bar for like them to go in to like have a drink and they have all these tvs so you can see everything
0: so we'll yeah and not be it. like flooded by people like me.
1: You'll be like, Hey, you know, And so yeah. that's where we were for most of the for most of those nights, if we weren't working, whatever, because you could see everything and it was right to where we had to be. And because it's Taylor Swift and because it's l a, those that room was filled every night with every possible celebrity. You could pop, you know, like the cast of Modern Families rolling through. Kate, oh, has been shoot. walking by.
0: Oh, shoot. I
1: will tell you, I it's really embarrassing, but I'm a huge Law & Order SVU fan. Like, it's not even funny. And Mariska Hargitay, who's like really good friends with Taylor, was in there. She's across the room, and I'm talking to my boss, Eric time, and we're like facing each other, and she's over there, and I'm like, oh. <gasps> Mm, is in the room and I had a couple of drinks he was like go say hi and I was I'm not the person who won't say hi but she was there with her babies and I just really hate when people bother them and I was like man I, I would wish she was by herself I would fangirl so hard but with yeah, yeah. her family I don't want to do it he goes "Well can you stop staring cuz I was literally low like <laughs> like for like 20 minutes he was like you know she probably can tell right I'm like I don't care man Risk Hard is here right there <laughs> like it
0: was, Were you doing the theme song in your head like I would have been like oh, "Gong Gong"? Oh, Olivia! Olivia! Oh,
1: like I, you, I <laughs> "Oh god!" It was so... It, and then she like was leaving, and I literally was like, "It was so bad!" Like it was, it was real bad. I'm not gonna lie. That was my least proudest moment but also my biggest fangirl moment of my life and i didn't even talk to her
0: <laughs> you didn't i was gonna say you didn't even like you didn't try
1: i couldn't man i you know it she with her babies like i because i know just working on this side i know how rare it is they get that time with their kids yeah. and so i knew it would be not cool like she i'm sure she wouldn't have minded you know what i mean but mm. also like mm, so I was just like, "Oh my god, I love her! I love her! Oh my god, I love her!" You <laughs> know,
0: just like yeah, with
1: her babies, don't don't bother her. Just look up, look the other way.
0: So sometimes it's just to be in the room is enough. And I, I was at a um, I was at a big machine thing I think two years ago, and Scooter Braun was there. It was the the same deal, it was almost like a Mariska Hargitay moment where I'm sitting there, I'm hanging, I'm chilling, you know, just trying not to stand out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And of all the people there, I see Scooter surrounded by a flock of people all of which were like holy crap But you and i'm thinking like boom like i'm like bieber dan and shay usher this 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 and i did that thing where you tried to like float in the area for more than like a minute and like see if there's a crack and like pretend like i'm doing something else but i'm really just waiting to go interact with them and it yeah. the crack never happened it was the same deal i was like you know what like it's been 25 minutes. Like I, I've already like exhausted my resources. Like I, I think I have to call it quits on this, which sucks. I really wanted to meet him.
1: You And I will tell you, I've, I've only talked to him like once or twice, obviously being a part of our label. Um, really nice guy. But those are people unlike you. I avoid like the plague because
0: well,
1: I like anytime I'm in a room with Scott Borchetta, who I love and he loves talking to me because he loves talking to his team and just whatever. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm just like, Mm-mm. I'm, I love to low key fly under the radar. Like I'm just like, nope. Because once he, once they suck you in, then they want to have this legit full on let's deep dive into this conversation. Yeah. And usually it's at a bar and I'm not fully prepared with my life to do that. So I'm like, mm, <laughs> no. So when they walk in, I walk that way. Like, no, thank you.
0: Bye. Hey, smart move, smart move. So you're not, you're not traveling anymore this year, obviously we're not as much anyway, but you are typically on the road a lot, mm-hmm. East coast, West coast, central. I mean, you're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Do you have any crazy airport stories? Because Uh, For a lot of people, you know, like myself, I would fly maybe twice a year, but you'd be on a plane several times a week, if not more. Uh So what is your best and or worst airport experience and what are the best places to go? Like,
1: Hmm. I will say to me, I mean, I live in Denver and it's probably one of the worst airports (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um which is annoying because it's 45 minutes outside of town it's got covered with conspiracy theories if you haven't heard about them like when the world ends it's gonna start again in denver airport apparently so it's ridiculous what? oh yeah if you just google denver airport conspiracy theories it's ridiculous um so i will say that's why one of the worst airports everyone hates it they're like why do you live there it's a whole other conversation um Man, I don't know about, I don't think, I literally time that crap. Like I'm there 10 minutes before they start boarding and just keep going. The only one I will say there have been times when I've been so tired and just like exhausted. I've left my carry on at security. Cause you like Ooh. have your backpack and you're like, okay. And you're walking and I've gotten my gate. And I'm like, I feel like I'm missing something. <laughs> That's never a good thing. Cause the last time I did that was in New York. And I've re- but then when you walk back, they're like, why is this bag just left here? You know? So then that just takes you to like 14 other checkpoints, as they should. But I'm yeah. like, sorry, I'm running on like an hour of sleep. I'm pretty sure I still taste whiskey. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it was a long night. And they're like, mm, we don't trust you.
0: <laughs> so Then you're like, you're half naked in the back, getting a pat down. It's I'm like, nice, look, like, I'm missing my flight.
1: Just- you know, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, that's not a good time. So that's, that would probably be the only, like the worst ones are those. And Like, no, thank you.
0: Mm -mm. So one of my favorite things about what you do is all of the stories of like being in a location and hearing like a Carly Pierce song come on or hearing Noah Schnacky at Kohl's or whatever else. And everyone's had one of those like, holy crap, like I just realized I'm in public moments when one of their artists comes on. Mm -hmm. What's the weirdest place you've been in where one of your artists came on and you had like an out of body experience that made you go like, Oh wait, like there are people around. Like I can't be like looking normal right now.
1: Yeah. I mean I never look normal. That's a whole other problem. Um, <laughs> I would probably say it was it was super awkward. Cause I think it was Carly Pierce at like a CVS or something. And I barely <laughs> caught it and I was like, oh, And then you're so hype, you like try to record it, but they purposely have it low enough So your phone, so you literally just look like a weirdo, like recording the ceiling, you know what I mean? And they're like, "Mm," I'm like, Scarlet Bears, oh my God. And I sent it to her, I'll never get sent it to her. She's like, why are you sending me a video of a ceiling? And I was like, well, what happened was they were playing your song and I was really excited about it. I heard it, I'm sorry if you didn't hear it, but it sounded great. So that happens a lot because it's just like a random playlist at that point, you know, and you get You're so excited to be like, oh, something we're doing is working. At least CBS enjoys it. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. that would
0: probably be the other one. All right. So you have been all over the place. I've been extremely jealous because Colorado is just more scenic than it is here in Maryland, where we've got a lot to look at. We've got the water. We've got the mountains. But in Colorado, like my best friend lives in Denver also. Mm -hmm. You know, he does the hikes and he's out in, in the, the views and everything else. It's a, a state that I've always wanted to go to. But if you follow at Brook Diaz on Instagram, you get to see all of your photos and all of these different hikes you've been on. Have you been on any more recently? Um, what, what have been your favorite spots to go? Yeah. And what are some places that you would like to go? Because I've always been extremely jealous of you doing that.
1: Well, you know, it's really funny. We I didn't explore because we travel so much. I never left my house when I wasn't traveling. So yeah. we've used quarantine to actually explore Colorado, which has been really cool for me and my husband, mainly because we got to get out of the house and you can still stay socially distance away. Um, but I mean, there's a lot of favorites, it just depends. I, we recently just got back from Steamboat Springs. We literally were up there for like 48 hours. Um, but there's just beautiful hikes, we went to a lake, which I swear I thought we'd never get to. And I was like, where is this freaking lake? We've been hiking for four miles, finally found it, beautiful. Because um, I love fall. i originally born and raised in Texas. We, in South Texas, there was no, there was not fall. We didn't have the leaves that changed or whatever. So I love hiking right now. We're going to a place, our plans to go to a place called Herman's Gulch this week, uh, mm. which is supposed to be just amazing. All my friends, it's only about an hour and a half from where my house is. Cause I live not far from Red Rocks. So I'm already like oh, okay. in the mountains. Um, so we should be going there this weekend, but yeah, man. I mean, we're not far from... I mean, we went to like Moab to go to Arches National Park. Like, being in Colorado is great because you're surrounded by mountains no matter which direction you go in. But that's kind, of so been jealous. Our, that's kind of been our little like date, quarantine dates, just so my husband and I don't kill each other living in the same house and uh, get some exercise in.
0: Have you um, done Harper's Ferry in West Virginia before?
1: I have not.
0: So next time you're on the East Coast, right hit Harper's yeah, Ferry right up. Now. Seriously. So if you... So semi-spoiler alert, I think we're going to get married there in Harper's Ferry. So there's a church in the middle of the town that's kind of elevated, and we checked it out the other day. It's freaking beautiful. But we've been there a few times, and there's this cool hike. Like, Harper's Ferry is basically on a peninsula, okay, and the town is is in this, like, valley, and there's a path that goes across this big bridge, Mm -hmm. and you do the hike across the river up this mountain, and you, you stop, and you're looking back. Down onto this town of Harper's Ferry. Now it's like it's a legit town, but it's like it's it's breathtaking that hike's not that bad. Okay. Um, and if you're ever on the East Coast again, do Harper's Ferry. Yeah. It's and it's one of those that like, it's crowded enough to the point where you don't feel like, you know, you're going to get either maimed by a bear or kidnapped or whatever. <laughs> but it's cool enough. Yeah, you can do that one by yourself if you're this way. Do Harper's Ferry.
1: Done. And that's I and mean, that's the whole thing is we just it's just it's been cool to find new things to do in quarantine. I'm like, I can't just sit and watch Netflix all day. You know what I mean? So yeah. we've been finding new things, and, and, and hiking's been one of them. So I will write that down and do it without my husband. That is A-OK with me.
0: I thank you for doing this. DJ okay. Switch.
1: DJ Switch. Oh, God. Yeah, that's my college radio name, man. Late night <laughs> hip-hop and R&B. The guy that sounds sexy at that point. So
0: Yeah. yeah. Hey, keep, do- keep doing your thing, for real. Like, Thanks. I... Personally, have been a fan of yours and your work and your, your candidness and your openness when it comes to doing your job and, and just being unique and being authentic to who you are. And I think that's, it's, it's a real pleasure for people like myself who worked in the industry to work with people like you who are just like so versatile and and have been doing such a a wonderful thing overall. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart and it's been seriously, like it's, it's been really cool to kind of see what you've been doing and apply little bits of what you're doing to what I do. So I appreciate that and, and what you're doing. So don't, don't freaking change a thing. Man. I can't
1: because that's just takes too much work. And I will say, you know, in the, like you said, it's been a crazy year for everyone. And the only thing I can say for so many people that are going through crazy changes right now is like, I'm a huge believer in everything happens for a reason. Massive. I mean, it's tattooed on my body. I, uh, I have a religious studies degree from a university. Like it's just been a part of my life. And I just think there's so many times where, you know, we've hit a level of like, why, you know, like why are we doing this or what is happening right now? You know I mean? And you can even take my artist. you know, Carly got dropped from six labels and six different contracts before she had big machine. And I, you know, you can apply it to dating, you can apply it to life. Like I never saw myself here in a million years but you just kind of hit and you just kind of roll with what's kind of thrown at you and you just end up hopefully, you know, in the place you're supposed to be. I feel like everyone is supposed to end up in a certain spot and we kind of just take these weird little jagged vibes to get there sometimes. Um, But I think it all works out in the end. And I think you're killing it. You know, I've always loved you from the moment I met you. You were my favorite because your PD at the time was not my favorite, who's become a really good friend of mine now. That first night, he was not feeling me, but I annoyed the crap out of him until he did love me, so that's fine.
0: (laughs) I tell you what, I love Brad and... And I've heard some stories about your first interactions with Brad and, and how that really went down and who's this chick with the hair and, and why is she so bubbly all the time? And it's, a, it's a credit to to your persistence and your personality that you were able to crack that wall and get into that fortress. It may have taken that, six
1: months. But that dude was going to love me whether he liked it or not. And thank God it finally did. <laughs> uh, it was a tough nut.
0: Brooke, you're the best. We'll talk soon. Yeah. Thanks for joining me. And, uh, Next time I see some Hello Kitty stuff, I will think about texting you, but I guarantee you get a thousand of those. So I'm going to try to resist.
1: Do it anytime, man. Anytime. Hello Kitty all day.